Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline, Patriots insider from NBC Sports Boston, Tommy Curran. And Tommy is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. Tommy Curran, good afternoon. I'm sure that you had Tom Brady working in television after he decides to hang it up about eight years from now. Absolutely not. But when you look at the changing landscape, what was the number one media story from the NFL season in 2021? We could argue about it, but I would allege or at least assert that it was Peyton Manning and Eli Manning becoming a sensation on ESPN2 with the Manning cast. And between that, the money being waved about, the void at Fox, and... I think the opportunity for Brady to continue to do things and keep his hand in football, it does make sense to me that it wouldn't have two years ago. I love how they, in part, blamed the media for his retirement on retirement, and now he's joining the media immediately after. But uh, do you think he's going to be good at this, Tom? I know he's going to put all his effort into it. He seems to always do that with everything that he does, but you you know him pretty well. Do you think he's going to be good at, at breaking down games uh, on the fly like this? I don't think he'll be as good as Manning will. I think he'll be better than Romo. Um, And I think Romo's been great. But the hook to Romo is that little boyish enthusiasm, which everybody's got an expiration date. And I think the boyish enthusiasm, what are they going to do, has worn off. And as a result, um, I think there's a void for Brady to step into there. Um, So I think he'll be good. I just hope he's critical. Um, obviously he knows the game. I think he's pretty amusing. I don't think he's knee slappingly funny at all times, but he's dry. And, um, I think he'll be good. I don't think he'll be as funny as Manning, but I think he's got a lot of upside. Tommy, we, uh, we just had our primetime parlay where we made some, hopefully some good picks and packaged them all up and people can make some money. And at the end of it, I went around the room and said, what year will Tom Brady go to Fox? Is it after this season? Is it after next season? Does he play 23 and 24 in Miami? What's your Tom E. Curran gut feel as to when Thomas Brady walks away? It's funny because I figured that when he retired, it was premature and he wouldn't stay retired um, because he, there was too much at stake for him. And obviously it wasn't a retirement. So I got that right, but I, just was going on hunch. But I think when we look at when he's going to retire now, it really depends on his production. I mean, if he plays at the level that he did last year, I think that will really dictate when he's done. And I think he can do it again. They have most of their guys back. The NFC South is going to be a tough conference, excuse me, division. But I think he comes back for one more year after this one. Is the – why play in Miami? Like, why continue it a little bit further? Is it the ownership thing? Is it just, you know, moving to Miami? Is it getting in the AFC East and playing against the Patriots? Like, what's the main drive, you think, about all, all, the, all the smoke around Miami? I just think he likes scaling all the mountains that he feels he was prevented from scaling when he was here. I think now that he's gotten out and there was a time when he was here, you know, during Deflategate, I remember, you know, talking to folks close to him, and he wanted everyone to stop talking to the media about how bad it was during Deflategate because he didn't want to be blackballed around the NFL. He really believed that that would be the case, that he could have no future anywhere else 
if people kept slandering Goodell and the league and everything else. He was concerned about that. Now that he's gotten out and understands that there is a whole new wide world out there beyond New England that he can dominate, I think he's reveling in it. So every mountain he sees, he wants to scale now. Whether or not it makes sense to us and we say, don't you have enough? I think that he's emboldened by those things. That's what drives him is the next challenge. And where you and I might say, yeah, you know what? Time to start throttling it back and doing some other things. He's just looking at the next windmill to tilt. And it's too, when you, when you look at the comments he had recently, um, I can't remember where it was, but when he said he was, it was kind of a dark admission that he was tormented, a tormented soul. Did you, do you remember what I'm talking about? Was this a Jim Gray his, podcast? His Which success, one was this? Yeah, his no, his success torments him. Oh, oh, oh! That was on his. Uh, that was in the uh, man in the arena thing. Because right? when is it ever yeah. enough? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, and he's tormented by it. I think that 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 really cuts to some of the motivation. Mm. Now he's he's tormented by trying to find the next Everest. Where's the next one? Where's the next one? So God bless him. He yeah. certainly gives us plenty of content. No doubt. Yes. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston Patriots Insider talking football here with Gresh and Keefe. And, boy, this is a question that uh, I don't know anybody would have had on their bingo card in asking Tom Curran, but do you believe Papa John Schnatter and that they went to him to try to get Roger Goodell fired? One billion percent. Absolutely. Don't you? I mean, especially the cohort of, of Snyder and Jerry Jones. I mean, Jones worked at it because he felt as if he was singled out during the Ezekiel Elliott situation. And Snyder and Jones both felt they were singled out during the 2011 um, lockout when they spent, as they should have been able to spend, as if there was no cap. And then they got slapped on the wrist, which was a great sign of collusion in the NFL. Um, that there was no cap, they spent that way, and then after spending like there was no cap, they were penalized by the league. So absolutely, I, I, I wholly believe that. Wholly believe it. I have a question for you guys on a, yes. on a less, than, um, less than juicy day in the NFL. So I'm doing a story right now, ranking the locations that you would like to go as a Patriots fan in 2022 for, the, for a visit, for the games. We got Vegas, Arizona, Green Bay, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Minnesota. Did I say Minnesota twice? Uh, and then we got the Jets. And okay, so out of all the road games, so for, for me, I've never been to Las Vegas, so that's an obvious answer for me. Me neither. I, I would, I would choose, oh, you neither. neither. Okay, so I would choose Vegas. I know Gresh has been there a few times, so I don't know if that would sway. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. brother. Couple, couple, two, three. Uh, so Vegas for me would be the easy answer for this year's road trips. Uh, Cleveland's a toilet. Don't ever go there if you don't have to. No, it's not. It's not oh, that bad, Gresh. It's a decent downtown. Oh, it's a walkable God. stadium. I it's don't mind it at all. It's got NFL history in that town. They set a river on fire. That's wow. a level of Listen, idiot okay. that That's is just no amazing. In there. Let's talk about oh, I got it. Uh, for look for me, I if if Vegas is on the list, I choose Vegas first. However, um, and this is a little nostalgic, I admit. Green Bay because me of too. it's like the you know it's the Fenway of the NFL, and it is a from what I've been told a completely different environment from any other place in the NFL, even Buffalo. Like, there is very right. much the college town feel that is around the Packers that would be 
that would be appealing to me. And it's literally a neighborhood. We can say that Buffalo is a neighborhood, and it kind of is, but Green Bay is literally plunked in a neighborhood. Um, Gresh, explain to me, extol the virtues of Pittsburgh as a destination, because I think that is unbelievably underrated as a road game. Um, it, pretty much everything is within walking distance. Like you can walk across the bridge and be able to go like Max and Irma's and get yourself a couple racks of ribs that you'd really like and things like that. It's near there's, well, there's plenty of parking too. And the, that's another it's thing. historic too. It is. It's it is historic, unbelievable. It's right historic, on the river. Beautiful. Yeah, no, it's very nice. Uh, good parking rates. I mean, if you don't want to pay uh, 50 bucks to park, that's <laughs> the uh, place to go to. It's a, I think it's still like a 20, which I think most people would be for uh, parking. The, 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 the stadium probably needs some upgrades by now, but uh, look, I mean, if I can go to Eaton Park in the morning and Max and Irma's in the afternoon and go to a night game and then have what they serve in the stadium, I know it's basically food-centric, it's even though I've lost really. a bunch of weight. I mean, that that's really food, the sell. Food, walking, and parking are everything for Gresh so far. Yeah. <laughs> food, <laughs> walking, parking. That's right. Gresh's keys to have a you successful been to road trip. Richard? No, I've never been to Pittsburgh. Looking at that list, I've only been to uh, New York, Buffalo, Cleveland. So er everywhere else would be a new – well, Minnesota. And those are my last – those are my final three, although I'm going to put Minnesota behind Cleveland, I think. Oh, please do. Please. You know, I I don't know about the whole Minnesota thing. And Arizona, we've been to that stadium enough in Super Bowls. I don't need to go back there again. And that's a hike, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're staying close 30 minutes outside of the stadium. (laughs) I can walk. if you've never been out there, if you've never been to the desert, then then there's a hook there. Okay. Well, I'm sure Glenn Ordway will have the watch party in the parking lot out there whenever the Patriots go to Arizona. Well, as an aside, what is the Tom? What would be the number one destination in uh, in the NFL? You think? I mean, Vegas and Green Bay are probably at the top of a lot of people's list anyway. But I'm saying, if they were, if they played every single team and any single opponent, where do you think the the real highlight destination would be? I think Vegas is going to be that in a walk for a long time, uh, yeah. and then I would say Green Bay. Yeah. Dallas is probably a destination, though. I don't really know why, because outside the stadium, aside from the stadium, you're in Arlington, and Dallas doesn't do much for me. It's a weird city. Spread out. Hot. Um, Pittsburgh, to me, I actually like Baltimore because I think the stadium's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Arizona. And then, I mean, L.A. didn't really do it for me. I was out there no. for the Super Bowl this week. Well, New Orleans, doesn't though. Really do it. New Orleans. Would be New Orleans, on. absolutely. Yeah. What am I talking about? New Orleans, yeah. Miami, and okay. um, Seattle's cool. Okay. Well, Tommy, yeah. if I may go old bastard on you, um, also some of the best cities to go to are the ones with direct flights from wherever you are. <laughs> 100%. Up and down, right, to Baltimore, yeah. Southwest, yeah. hour, 10 minutes. See you later. Fantastic. Yeah. That's, See, that's why I love Miami. I'll fly into Fort Lauderdale. You can be on Las Olas from the time you get off the plane. You can be on the beach or on Las Olas in Fort Lauderdale in 20 minutes. A three-hour flight on jet blows, zing, zang, you're done. You burn easy? Oh, I go up in flames. <laughs> I figured yeah. as much. I think Keith, same. too. Same oh, same. Oh, my God. I'm an indoor cat. I, I, I don't do well with the sun. Giant, massive sombrero I'm wearing out there. But still. <laughs> I got a, a football question uh, for you, Tom. The Giants couldn't trade James Bradbury, the cornerback, who a couple of years ago was pretty nasty. Is that a fit at all? I know he's the guy. I, I believe he was one of the very few players on the Giants who actually had some good words to say about Joe Judge. So would he make sense for the Patriots uh, to kick to, to bring in? 
Yeah, he, he certainly would. I did a number of, of guys, free agents, where the Patriots are still having holes because that's what they're going to do now is scrutinize the roster, see who's out there. That's how Cam Newton came aboard in 2020. You know, they didn't have the intention of signing Cam Newton until he sat out there. And then they said, would he come here on a one-year deal? And he did. So they're going to scrutinize their roster, see where the holes are, see where they can create competition. And I would absolutely presume that they would reach out to James Bradbury because he would come in and compete with Malcolm Butler for the off corner. And then you have the younger guys. So, I mean, I don't think the Malcolm Butler really deserves to be ushered into a position where, hey, you're definitely our guy. But right. the Patriots' cap numbers are so skewed and messed up right now that they would probably even have to do a restructure just to get James Bradbury in here this year. Yeah, that's another thing to note is that the Patriots have not touched any of their cap. So there's no been no restructures, no anything like that. And, of course, that might mean something heading into free agency in 2023, but we got a long way to go to get there. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston is with us each and every Tuesday. Tom, thank you, friend. We'll uh, catch you next week. All right, boys. Take care.